Today we are going to take a look at Tesla. They just reported earnings this week and the company has been in its up and downs in just the past 24 hours. So let's get started. The first thing we want to do is take a look at Tesla stock price performance and this company today after reporting earnings yesterday after hours was up about 8%. But unfortunately, it ended the day at 2% down and then after hours is sitting at another 2% down. So in today's episode, we're going to do a few things. We're first going to take a look at the earnings results. Then we're going to take a look at some articles. Then we're going to take a look at the presentation that Tesla provided for us. And finally, I'll do a quick valuation on my thoughts of the company. And like always, guys, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, the thumbs up and post on the comments. Let me know what are your thoughts of Tesla right now. And finally, thank you guys for showing me all the support. I truly appreciate it. Before we continue any, any further, I also wanted to take a look at the past six months of Tesla. And you can see this company has gone through its crazy ups and downs in just the past six months. In from its high in February to its down in March, this company dropped about 60%. And then if you picked up at the bottom and went all the way to where you're at right now, you already doubled your money in less than a month. But it is pretty crazy how 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 so much how the market has fluctuated so much in the past two, three months. All right, so now let's take a look at earnings results for this company. And this is gonna be for quarter one of 2020. One thing to keep in mind that I keep saying in every video. Quarter one ended in the end of March and pretty much in the United States, the shutdown started in mid March. So most of these companies have only been affected by the coronavirus for the last two weeks. But I do think for that reason, quarter two might see a bigger impact in most of these companies. All right, so now let's just take a look at results. Non-gap earnings per share were $1.24, which actually beat by $1.45. Gap earnings per share were $0.09, cents, which beat by $1.75. So this was a lot better, a way, way better than expected. Revenue for this company was about $6 billion and it was up 32% compared to the same time last year and it beat by $140 million. Tesla says this was their best quarter one ever. It produced 102.6 thousand vehicles and it delivered 88.5 thousand vehicles. They also mentioned that their automotive gross margins came in at a 25.5% of sales versus 22.5 compared to last quarter and compared to 20.2% a year ago. Say so they are increasing their gross margins, not even just a quarter ago, but even from a year ago. So that's actually a pretty strong thing to see. All right, so next let's take a look at some highlights from quarter one. First, like I mentioned, margins topped expectations. They had automotive margins arriving at 25.5% of sales and gap gross margins were reported of 20.6 compared to the 17.5 expected. Operating free cash flow minus capex was negative $900 million during this quarter. And a huge portion of it was the inventory growth, which we're gonna take a look at this company's balance sheet in a bit as well. Tesla says that the Gigafactory Shanghai saw further volume growth, which resulted in the material improvement in margins of locally made Model 3 vehicles. The automaker also says that the Model Y contributed to profits, which is the first time in its history that a new product has been profitable in the first quarter. And that's actually pretty crazy, right? The Shanghai factory has, has proven to be one of the best investments that Tesla has done. Because of the current way the market is going, Tesla isn't issuing any near-term guidance due to the coronavirus. 
In the next article here, the CFO actually stated that the expiration of some federal incentives on its orders didn't hurt the mans. So just earlier this year, uh, I think past last year, there were a few governments that actually started cutting in, started cutting off the incentives for people to buy EV vehicles. And a lot of people were, were, were predicting that this cutoff of incentives was actually going to slow down the production, the sales of the company. The CFO also reaffirmed that the company has enough cash to go ahead with important projects, although the Tesla semi-launch has been pushed back to 2021. So if you guys were waiting for that Tesla semi, you have to wait a bit more. Before we go on to see why this comp one of the main reasons this company is down, there's one more article I want to talk about. And Tesla right now is talking that it will likely roll out a monthly subscription plan for customers who aren't yet ready to drop $7,000 upfront for self-driving technology. So at the moment, right, if you go and get a Tesla, um, one of the main issues, if you want the self-driving technology, you have to drop an extra $7,000. But Tesla is actually coming up with the subscription plan which is what everybody in the whole world is doing right now, coming up with some form of monthly subscription stuff to actually allow people to, instead of dropping that $7,000 upfront, you will be able to do monthly payments. Of course, the $7,000 upfront will be the cheapest option with the monthly subscription being a bit more expensive. And I think this is a pretty smart move for Tesla, right? I am honestly seeing a lot more Teslas in the road, especially the Model 3. And most of those Model 3 people are buying them just because of such the low, of the low price. And then going from increasing that low price by 7,000 is actually a big cost to, to many of those people buying them. So having that as a, as a monthly subscription, I think will help out Tesla's revenue in the long run. And now let's talk about the elephant in the room and the one of the main reasons this company is down so much today. Okay, well, maybe one of the reasons people believe the stock is down today, a lot of there could be different reasons. People are saying, hey, people are taking their profits right now after such a long, after such a short, short time, this company has gained over 100%. Another reason is this guy named Einhorn, 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 something horn, Mr. Ehorn. We're going to go with Mr. Ehorn. Mr. Ehorn is a hedge fund manager, and he's been known to be a huge short of, of Tesla. And one of the things that this guy has done is this guy has actually said that he does not believe Tesla's accounting information. He thinks there's a little bit of something fishy going on. So in last quarter, he mentioned something to him and him and Musk, of course, went at it and they ended up discussing some stuff over Twitter. After today's earnings report, this guy actually came out some more and he was like, he was a little confused with the results. And this is, um, these are some of the things they've claimed. The first thing that they mentioned is Tesla in the past had claimed that the, its balance of money owed was elevated by sales being highly concentrated at the end of each quarter. Mr. Ehorn, how we're calling him right now, he questions how could that be possible for this case, for this quarter, if this quarter ended at the end of March and the shutdown actually started in mid-March. So that's something throwing him a red flag. The second thing he asked is how did the company's automotive margins barely budge despite production disruptions, the cost of ramping up the new Model Y and other factors? And this one actually makes a lot of sense, right? The Shanghai factory actually closed down for about 
a week or two weeks in China. I actually have it Googled here, right? In, in January 29, 2020, Tesla says China has ordered a shut, Shanghai factory shutdown. Then in February 10th of 2020, so about two weeks after, Tesla reopens his Shanghai factory. So I'm not saying anything's happening, but this guy is making some valid points, right? He's saying, how are your, how did your automotive margins barely budge, but you shut down a Shanghai factory for about two weeks? And I'm guessing investors are also thinking that, hey, these questions actually make sense. So it, it kind of drove the price down. So actually, let me know in the comments, guys. What, what do you guys think about this? Are, are you guys, do you understand why other investors are a little concerned? Or do you think this Mr. E-Horn is trying to get money off his short sales? All right, so now we're taking a look at the earnings report that this company provided for us. And I highlighted some of the important information that I got, I got over here. And I'm actually, this company is actually a really cool company. First, let's just talk with, about some of the highlights first in operations here. The Model Y delivery began significantly ahead of schedule. That's a pretty cool plus. They increased the Model S range to 391 miles with no increase in battery capacity. And talking about technology, I just wanted to show some of the core technology this company has. Um, so first, I wanted to show the EPA range and the gap between the Tesla and the highest range non-Tesla models. In April of 2017, the gap between Tesla and the non-highest non-Tesla EV range model was about 97 mile gap. Was about a 97 mile gap. Compared to now, April 2020, so four, three years later, one, yeah, three years later, the gap has actually increased by 132, has increased to 132 mile gap. Then the other main, the other main things they talk about is their autopilot and full self-driving applications. They talk about some extra, extra features that they're adding on and they're testing right now. And once they have more, once they have more data on it, they're going to start providing it to, to, to the, to their whole Tesla fleet. And right now the first, the one they are enabling is stop sign and traffic light recognition and braking. Next, they talk about their vehicle software and how because this com this this is pretty much just a computer driving right now, how they can continue to improve on the current models without much change opposed to a software change that you can do at home. Many securities and functionality improvements were launched and they also started this new item called Dashcam Viewer and it was something that many customers were requesting. And again, I think this is pretty impressive, right? Because once a lot of people start requesting stuff, um, Tesla sees that and they want to improve their customer relations. So they're going to release those items, which is going to make happier customers. And these customers are going to go and show off their Tesla and what their new Tesla can do after their software update and continue to bring this brand awareness to other people. And then this is one thing I, I found pretty, pretty interesting. One of the ways this company is actually saving money is by making its its manufacturing a lot easier um, and a lot simpler. And I think this, uh, as, as an engineer, I found this actually pretty impressive. So for example, for the Model 3, the rear on the underbody takes about 70 pieces of, mod, uh, of metal. For the Model Y, the rear underbody is pretty much two pieces of metal and eventually it's gonna be a single piece. 
So that not only saves time, that saves time, that's going to save money on work, but that's also going to save on material costs. So I can see now why the Model Y is going to be, is going to, is showing profits on the first quarter just because of simple simplification like this. And then there's another picture again here of how, how they're doing this simplification. How here it goes from 70 pieces of metal in the Model 3 to about two pieces of metal in the Model Y. And one thing we can think about is like, hey, this company can actually start doing this, whatever it's doing here in the future. So for maybe in the Model 3 right now that has 70 pieces of model, maybe whenever the next, uh, the next model comes out, the next Model 3 model comes out in the next few years, maybe they can start using... Maybe they're coming up with some form of way to make it a two piece of metal to again reduce the cost, reduce the cost, the time labor, and just re increase the amount of cars they can produce uh, a month and a quarter. All right, guys, so now we're going to take a look at this company's income statement. And this company pretty much makes revenue out of three sectors. The first sector is automotive revenue, and that actually makes up most of this company's total revenue. Um, and let's just go with the numbers right now. So total revenues, like I mentioned, was about $6 billion. Out of that $6 billion, 5.1 comes from total automotive revenue. And total automotive revenue gets broken down into two things, automotive sales and automotive leasing. I honestly did not know you can actually lease a Tesla, but the leasing makes up very small portion of the sales. About over 90% of the company's total automotive revenue comes from automotive sales. So out of the $5.1 billion, 4.9 comes from automotive self, about 0.2 billion come from automotive leasing. Next, the second sector is energy generation and storage. And this is pretty much what this company does for the roof electron, uh, uh, the uh, solar, solar roofing is one of those, one of the things here. So solar um, energy generation and storage makes up $293 million of that six billion dollars again a very small portion like i said right oh a, a huge portion comes from this company's automotive sales and the and the third revenue segment is service and others services others is any repairs done to vehicles or to the energy generation services and this makes up about 600 close to 600 million dollars of revenue so it's about close to 10 percent of total revenue so it's not an, an insignificant portion but it's pretty small so we can see 10% comes from service about 5% comes from energy and the other 85% of total revenue comes from automotive revenue next I want to take a look at this company's total cost total cost of revenue and I hate how this company has everything so spread out I'm pretty sure it's pretty small for you guys so I apologize but even if I zoom in it's not gonna look any better total cost of revenues for this company this quarter was 4.7 billion dollars a huge portion of that comes from automotive revenues uh 3.8 out of that 4.7 comes from automotive so it takes them about 3.8 billion dollars of cost to to sell um to sell that 5.1 billion but that's actually a nice amount of margin like a uh, margin they said about close to 22 percent margins which i think is actually pretty impressive next we see that their energy generation and storage actually is pretty flat the, um, they made $293 million in revenue in energy, but they, it ended up costing them $282. So they only made $10 million there. So that's actually horrible margins that they're seeing there. And then services and other actually provides a negative income for them. 
they had 560 revenue there, but it actually cost them 648 million dollars there. So they have a negative of about 100 million dollars there. So we can see most of this company's income actually comes from its sales. Everything else is pretty much flat or a loss. The next thing I want to do is, like I mentioned, Tesla is a it is a technology company, right? And one of the things that companies like this need to do is keep innovating. So I wanted to see how this company is doing with with research um, with research and development costs. So this company right now pays about $324 million in research and development. And this is actually lower than the past four quarters. But again, Tesla has, has been known to cut its reduction right now. And one of the things they wanted to do was reduce reductions by um, being smarter with their money and reducing some of their labor force. And I'm pretty sure this is why we're seeing a reduction in research and development. We're also seeing a reduction in selling general and administrative because of the of the cut of the cut of workforce so right total operating expense this quarter was 951 million dollars last compared to same time last year was over 1 billion dollars almost 1.1 billion dollars so about a cost saving of 100 million dollars and that's actually pretty impressive that's about close to a 10 percent decrease in total operating expenses even though they sold more cars now than they did just a year ago now let's take a look at this company's balance sheet and if you guys have been watching my channel you guys know that the balance sheet is the favorite this is my favorite document let's start off from the bottom and from from our bottom and work our, work our way up total current assets so total current assets for this quarter were 15 about 14.9 billion dollars compared to just a quarter ago of about 12.1 billion dollars so this was an increase of about close to three billion dollars maybe like 2.2.8 so, but let's just say $3 billion. Out of that $3 billion increase, most of it actually comes from an increase of cash and cash equivalents. This company right now is sitting at about $8.1 billion of cash compared to just a quarter ago where this company was sitting at $6.3 billion. So an increase of about 1.8 there. And we're gonna see in a bit, and I don't know if you guys remember the news, one of the things Tesla did was it started selling some of its stocks because it was actually at all time highs, just, uh earlier this quarter so i thought that was a pretty smart move for tesla to build up cash by selling some of their equity at such a high price the other increase in total current assets was because of inventory this company has actually has this company actually has a lot more inventory than it did last quarter but again this makes sense in a way more uh, the factory has opened up more cars are being produced right this uh, the model y was production actually started earlier than anticipated so now since there's another car in the production line they're going to need more inventory so to me that doesn't really really show throw any red flags and the end of the day right most of this inventory are metal pieces that are going to be used regardless it's not metal pieces that expire it's not they're not inventory that eventually become obsolete now let's take a look at total assets. Total assets for this company came at $37.2 billion compared to $34.3 billion, an increase of about $3 billion. But again, most of it comes from that total current assets In all of its long-term assets, there were no real change there. So no point in really looking at them. Next, let's take a look at this company's liability. Let's actually start off like always with the total current liabilities. Total current liabilities increased to about $12 billion this quarter compared to 10.7 last quarter. So an increase of about 1.3. The, the major change here was just the current portion of debt and finance lease. 
Right now, it's sitting at about 3.2 of current debt compared to 1.8 last last quarter. So that's where most of this change in total current liabilities come from. But again, seeing that big change in current portion of debt, it doesn't throw me a red flag, right? This is just debt that is due um, that is due in the next 12 months, and this usually fluctuates between when the payment is due. So just a quarter ago, these payments weren't due. Now they're due. So again, this doesn't really current. Current liabilities tend to fluctuate a lot during the quarters. So again, no red flags there. And one thing I wanted to take a look at is to is to see how this company had in long-term liabilities. And long-term liabilities for this company is about $2.7 billion. And it did not change, it did not change from last quarter. So that's a good. This company is not taking on any new debt. And to have a $2.7 billion in long-term liabilities. This company has enough cash to actually pay off that long-term liabilities and to pay off its current portion of the debt and still have about $2 billion in cash. So I think this company has a decent cash, a decent balance sheet. Many people have actually, I, I, I feel like I've read so many people complain about Tesla's balance sheet, but to me, this actually seems like a decent balance sheet. It's not the best balance sheet, but it's not, it's not even average is actually pretty a uh, pretty okay it's pretty good it's a little bit above average so finally my thoughts so here i'm just going to give my thoughts on the company and again these are just my thoughts and should not be taken as advice at all first let's take a look at revenue this company for this quarter for this year is expected to make 26.8 billion dollars in revenue next year this company is expected to make 38.7 billion so a huge increase in revenue but of course a lot of people a lot of analysts are expecting that 2020 is going to be a slow time for the automaking industry next one of the things i like to value my companies are based on a forward pe ratio so for and i'd like to take a look at two years from now for december of 2021 this company is actually expected to have a forward pe ratio uh, earnings per share of $12.16. $12.16 with the current stock price of $765 gives this company a forward PE ratio of about 62. So if you guys have been watching my previous episodes, the last one I did was Amazon. And I mentioned one important thing, something I find very important. I can be very bullish into a company and I feel like I am very bullish in Tesla. I do believe that Tesla is going to be a better company that it is going to be a bigger company than it is now. But just because I'm bullish in the company does not mean I'm bullish with the valuation. For me as an investor, I want to be 100% confident when entering an investment. For me, my whole purpose of this is to make money. Right now, I am bullish on Tesla, but with the forward PE ratio of 64, I am actually not a big fan. Obviously, if I looked at, there's so many companies out there, and I honestly wished I would have looked at this company earlier. This company was even at $400, this would be a steal. Let me see, for a growth company, I consider this a really growth company. For a growth company, I feel pretty happy paying even a 40 or a 45 PE ratio. So let's say 12 times 16 times 45. This is 550. This company was below this price just a month ago. So honestly, if I was looking at this company just a month ago, I would be jumping in right now. But right now, I'm in the position where, yes, I could be a bit bullish. So maybe I might open up with a small position size just to be have some skin in the game. But I will not open up a full position size like I would if I really understood the valuation of the company. 
So that's it for this episode. Let me know what you guys think. And actually, let me know what you guys think about that, that East, Mr. E-Man. I forget his name. What, what were we calling him again? E-Man? Um, where the heck is that article? Did I close it already? I think I did. No, right here. Mr. Mr. Ehorn. Mr. Ehorn. So let me know what you guys think about Mr. Ehorn and all this. Do you understand why this company's stock price dropped a bit this past day? Um, so again, guys, make sure to subscribe, thumbs up, and see you guys next time.